What should career switchers not do in their job search and what mistakes should they stop making? If you are switching careers, then this episode is for you. I work with a lot of people switching careers to tech, product design, and user experience. And many of them fear that by switching careers, they'll be starting from scratch, get hired into a junior and work their way up. But that's just not always the case. So today, I'll share some tips for career switchers to stand out by avoiding some common mistakes and mindset traps. I'm Sarah Duty, founder and CEO of Career Strategy Lab. And if you only take one thing away from today's episode, I want you to know that as a career switcher, you are not starting from scratch. You don't need to start from the bottom. So stop assuming you'll get hired into a junior role and need to work your way up or take a pay cut. As a career switcher, you have valuable skills and experience that are timeless. Skills like communication, critical thinking, writing, teamwork, dealing with conflict, and honestly, so much more. These skills are what can often make or break a team. And they can also take a really long time to learn. Companies who are hiring don't just look for candidates who know all the right software or methodologies because these things can be taught much faster than soft skills. So if you're a career switcher, the key is to highlight how you already know how to communicate, collaborate, think critically, and everything else. So three major no-nos for career switchers. Number one, stop hiding your experience because you don't think it applies and connect it. See, as a career switcher, you have a major advantage over many candidates. You have professional working experience. And with that comes a lot of soft skills, but no one will know about these skills if you don't tell them. For example, whatever you were in your previous career, whether a teacher, journalist, occupational therapist, attorney, something else, consider how that might translate to the role you want next. Don't try and downplay the 10 years you spent as a teacher. Don't try to shove that way down on your resume. Instead, I want you to embrace it, to highlight it, and to own it. So practically speaking, on your resume and in your LinkedIn profile also, in that work experience section of your teaching jobs, make sure that those bullet points don't scratch the surface. So instead of saying, I was responsible for creating lesson plans and grading homework, you could say, taught three classes each semester with 25 students per class where 90% of students had a 3.5 or higher GPA, or researched and created a new curriculum about entrepreneurship where students launched a profitable business in eight weeks. This experience is totally relevant to getting hired in UX. It demonstrates soft skills such as initiative, follow through, ingenuity, communication that take people years to master but no one's going to know about these things if you don't tell them. And though your title as a teacher didn't have the word UX in it, 
The curriculum examples demonstrate skills such as researching and design, which translate beautifully to what a UX designer does. Two, stop waiting for the perfect job and strategically apply. Rejection is okay. You just have to start. You don't want to find out that your resume doesn't land you interviews when you apply to the perfect job. This is why I am a huge advocate that you start applying to jobs sooner than later. In the world of product development, we have this concept of launch early, launch often, which means you want to get whatever you're working on out into the world so you can see if it works. For example, if you're launching a new app, you want to launch it as soon as possible so you can find out what people think if they can use it, and if they'd pay for it, right? But if you wait for a year to launch and then no one uses it, that's a lot of time and money that you spend. The same applies to your job search. The sooner you start applying to jobs, the sooner you will know if your resume is working, if your LinkedIn profile is working, and if you get interviews, how your interview skills are. To be clear though, I'm not saying you should apply to any job or hundreds of jobs. I want you to be really strategic in your job search. Your job search is not a numbers game, and I don't want you gambling with your career. The point here is that you can't wait until you find the perfect job or until you think your resume is perfect to apply. Applying to jobs is a test. It's an experiment to see if your resume, LinkedIn, etc. can get you an interview. Rejection in your job search is about feedback. It's just data. That's all. It's not a definition of your self-worth or a signal that you're doomed in your career or your life. Three, don't skip the portfolio because you don't think you have anything to put in it And don't go spend weeks or months making fake projects. So there's a strong chance that something you worked on in your previous career would be awesome to include in your portfolio. Hey, it's Sarah. I'm so happy you're listening to this. Just so you know, I have a whole YouTube channel too. So if you prefer to have visuals while you listen, you can always head to YouTube to check out that version as well. All right, back to the episode. Remember, just because you have not held a job with the literal word UX in the job title or whatever job title you want in the future does not mean you haven't been doing these things already. Let's stick with our teaching example. The project that involved researching creating a new curriculum about entrepreneurship would be an excellent example to put in a portfolio. It would give you a chance to talk about how the idea came to be, the research you did, how and why you decided on the curriculum, considerations you made about the students, and ultimately, what happened. Tell us about the business the students created, right? It would make an awesome story for someone to read in your portfolio. Listen up. A portfolio is not just meant to showcase the hard skills involved in the job you want next. Part of what a portfolio does is demonstrate your ability to think critically and articulate your ideas. 
Software changes and can easily be taught, but skills like these are timeless and take much longer to learn. So highlighting these skills might give you an edge over other candidates. That's all I have for you today. If you're a career switcher, I hope you have some new confidence in your past experience and no longer feel like you're starting from scratch. So to recap for all of you career switchers, number one, stop hiding your experience because you don't think it applies and instead connect it and shine a spotlight on it. Number two, stop waiting for the perfect job and strategically apply. Rejection is okay. It's just information, but you just have to start applying. Number three, don't skip the portfolio because you don't think you have anything to put in it and don't spend months making mock projects. Leverage what you've already done. All right, I'm Sarah Duty, and this has been a glimpse at what career switchers can do to elevate their prior experience and position themselves as highly qualified candidates. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day.